Today on The Topic Show, Dave Chappelle comments that Hamas caused walkouts. Tucker Carlson signs an advertising deal for his first advertisement as an independent reporter. Vivek interviews the most censored man in the world, Alex Jones. UAW strike expands to GM's most largest and profitable plants as 5,000 workers walk off. Octave stock crashes about 20% after the hack. GE raising their profit outlook thanks to the aviation boom. Verizon Wireless subscriber growth beats expectations. And Panera Bread is served a lawsuit for serving an energy to someone who is caffeine sensitive. Unfortunately, the 21-year-old did pass. All that and much more on The Topping Show. Thank you everyone for taking the time to tune in today. Today's episode of Topping Show is sponsored by Topping Technologies. Topping Technologies is an IT value-added reseller and services company with a special proficiency in IT security. Heck, I see their founder released twice today. Gotta say he's quite handsome and brilliant. He's me, you see, that's a joke. If you're an IT leader or a business owner, you reach the team at sales at toppingtechnology.com. Also, trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of October. So if you click that button, I'd greatly appreciate it. Now, going over to the business part of the podcast, you have Okta. Their stock is crashing about 20.26% recently due to a hack, which is one of the worst things that could possibly conceivably happen to them since they're a cybersecurity company. They're basically the industry leader for MFA, or also known as multi-factor authentication, as well as a single sign-on. And of course, like many tech companies, they have now they have more options and features than you could possibly imagine, like a Porsche. Now, in terms of them being hacked, it looks like their valuation plunged more than about $2 billion since last Friday, when that correlates to the stock percentage and the actual value lost. And that's when they disclosed a hack by an unidentified group that, that could access client files. The identity management company has more than 18,000 customers, including large logos such as Zoom, which, again, the detriment of cybersecurity in terms of marketing and you know advertisements is 99 point, an overwhelming majority of the time, you get kicked can't actually tell people who you work with because you have to sign NDAs and it's a security issue if they were to know who you work with and your customers. So unfortunately, interestingly enough, that's, we do a lot of cybersecurity at Time Technologies and some of the coolest logos we aren't allowed to tell anyone about because it's just not secure to talk about those types of things. So Okta has many more customers than just Zoom. That's depending on how they work out, you know, marketing relations in terms of giving a discount perhaps for a public-facing use case or a case study, whatever vernacular you choose. That's kind of an industry trend, but again, a majority of the time, you don't know the biggest clients they have. And in full transparency, Top Technologies is an Okta partner, so we do resell, install, maintain, and deploy Okta software solutions. So, needless to say, it was a little bit of a, our hair was on fire when we first learned about this, trying to put things out, but thankfully, nothing too detrimental happened. Now. It looks like the installations were also involved in other high-profile data breaches, including the hotel and casino companies, MGM and Caesars, and their losses totaled a little bit over $100 million. Now, Okta, of course, itself was also targeted earlier this year, and the detriment to IT security, I mean, a lot of people like to use the metaphors of medieval times and building a castle and a moat and walls. Basically, a rudimentary analogy is, comes to cybersecurity and IT security, you want to build up enough walls and barriers to make the bad guys think twice before they want to invest their time and energy, and I should clarify the unethical hackers, into actually breaking into your company and stealing your assets or ransomware or whatever have you. Because, again, nowadays, with the amount of compute powers out there and the number of nation states that have compute power and as well as sophisticated malicious actors, with enough time and money, you can break into nearly any business and any entity, really, it just is an ROI. So you usually want to dissuade the bad actors by implementing best of breed solutions, the solutions that are most difficult for them to go up against. Now granted, all that being said, the human error is always a thing, so that's something you also have to train the employees to be aware of. But it's not too surprised they lost about 20.26% of their stock value because of that hack, because of course, they're the industry leader. I would say that the Ferrari of IT cybersecurity, but these days, Ferrari doesn't even make a manual transmission. So, the experience of driving a Ferrari is simply click, click of a paddle shifting, which I find ridiculously boring beyond all belief. So if I were ever coming to copious amounts of money and were inclined to buy a Ferrari, probably a vintage, perhaps a Testarossa, where they actually had the prudency to enjoy the driver experience and you have three pedals and, you know, a stick shift is all vehicles should have by default. So perhaps some might say Okta is the Porsche of cybersecurity in many ways, since they actually do what the customers want and have manual transmission and it's an exhilarating, great experience. They choose whatever metaphor you care for. Nevertheless, it'll be interesting to see how many businesses start to move away from that because, again, 
any company, you saw this with Cisco as well. They're the largest network network manufacturer provider on the planet. And of course, they make every pro product out of the sun these days, but they're mainly known for you know switching, wireless, what have you, core data center switches. Even they have security vulnerabilities and they're one of the largest. They have they just bought Splunk for 50 plus billion dollars, which again, I don't think that would get a positive ROI out of that transaction, but nevertheless, perhaps I'll mix it in with their stuff. But I guess the point is, every company is vulnerable to these types of attacks. And it'll be interesting to see from a consumer perspective and a business perspective, how many people see this issue with Okta and move away from that solution to a competing cybersecurity solution, or if they understand it happens, it can happen to everyone, what's the lessons learned here? It'll be interesting to see as we learn more and more about this case as more and more of it becomes published and we see perhaps this is a something they can simply correct next time. But that being said, hopefully no, not too many businesses were negatively affected by this and I hope there weren't any malicious actors that were able to take advantage of that situation and cause too much harm to everyone. Other interesting business news, you have GE raising their 2023 profit outlook thanks to the aviation boom. Now, this actually caused GE shares to shoot up by 5.6% to $112.72 per share earlier this week. Now, they claim that GE's aviation business is their cash cow and they've been uplifted by a surge of demand for aftermarket services as a strong rebound in air travel promoted airlines to use just for longer against the backdrop of commercial plane shortages. Which is quite fascinating and interesting to have the aviation division of GE. They're perhaps one of the most well-known and diversified companies in history in terms of the number of products they've made throughout the years. It is a little disappointing they don't longer make the GE minigun, which is perhaps one of the coolest things they ever made in my opinion. And they, they really don't make any fridges and microwaves anymore. It's actually just a licensing deal, fun business fact of the day. That's actually just another company using their brand. Now, it'll be interesting to see they also noted that the business is still grappling with supply chain issues and that the company had higher supplier delinquencies that are affecting the jet engine output, pushing the deliveries for Leap engines into 2024 and 2025. Now, the Leap engines are produced by GE in a joint ventures with France's company by the name of Safran, which is perhaps maybe the five, one of the 10 companies that are really best known for France in terms of what they do in terms of research and development production of products. I think perhaps the best one that you and I probably know about or have a first-hand experience with is most likely Michelin, which they have some great engineering. They were actually the company that won the contract or depending on how you read the situation, they were persuaded by Volkswagen to create the tires so brilliantly engineered they could be used on the Bugatti Veyron back in the day. I may be dating myself, but back in the day it was, you know, just the 2000, what was it, 2000s when the Veyron came out? Nevertheless, a feat of engineering to say the least. Now. It'll be interesting to see if the demand keeps up as more and more companies are starting to cut costs and starting to evaluate all these all these airline travels, all these fees. And we'll be interested to see how much demand there is. Now, they also know that GE's aerospace unit posted double-digit growth in orders, revenue, and profit compared to the same time period last year. And it margin expanded by 130 base points in the quarter from a year ago. So that is a ridiculously impressive amount of profit. I was going to say, hindsight is always 2020 when it comes to investing. If I wasn't someone who just invested everything I own into my own companies, I would have been inclined to probably put something into that. So it'd be interesting to see, but thankfully a little bit after, you know, most of the news coverage we talk about these days is a lot of layoffs and companies that are trying to cut costs. So yeah, a little, little silver lining, a little bit of nice business. Other interesting business news, you have Verizon. Their wireless subscriber count actually beat expectations, which, if you're a publicly traded company, is the best thing you could possibly do to make Wall Street happy and the investors happy. It is, quite literally, rudimentarily speaking, we did better than we told you were going to do. Which, again, one would think, in terms of if you're publicly traded, just give a literally, really low bar in terms of expectations, so you already exceed it. But I know if you do it too low, then people might not buy the stock, so it's a little give or take type of an issue. Now this helped their stock actually jump by about 8.66% to $34.12 per share, giving them a market cap evaluation of $143 billion, which is pretty good. I didn't realize they're actually larger than Texas Dallas-based AT&T. Now AT&T, same, well, same time frame in terms of when I took these share prices, they're being traded for $15.51 per share, and their market cap is about $110 billion. Now, this particular article comes from investors.com, their technology section. And they noted that 
Let's see here. The revenue for Verizon is around 33.33 billion. A year earlier, they earned about $1.32 per share and the revenue was 34.2 billion. Now they know that the wireless revenue climbed 2.9% to 19.3 billion compared to their estimates of 19.2 billion. So again, well, I was gonna say, if you and I, that's a tremendous amount of money. I can't fathom, you know, 0.1 billion, but for them and the Wall Street expectations, that's still, eh, it's not as much as I thought it'd be in terms of the actual percentage. And I think we're gonna see this trend more and more. I don't know how many people are still buying traditional coaxial cable for depending on where you live. And then I know a lot, of, well, a lot of the providers are already moving out to fiber. I think in terms of where the growth rate are gonna be for this, it'll probably be in the wireless. Now they said that they added 100,000 postpaid phone consumers versus 8,000 gain in the year earlier period. So that's exponentially better. Now Verizon subscriber figures include both consumer and business customers. Now in the analysis had analysts actually rather had predicted a Q3 gain of 63,000 postpaid phone subscribers. And those are the customers that spend the most monthly. Now they also know that their Q3 free cash flow had jumped 28% to 6.7 billion, trouncing expectations of 5.2 billion. So that's really good. Interestingly enough, throughout all these years, maybe they didn't need that funny spokesperson with the ears or the glasses. I forget who it was. Not memorable enough to make the, or at least from to rattle my brain to actually remember their spokesperson. So it'll be interesting to see how much they continue to climb from here. And yeah, I was going to say they're already in the number one. Will they be able to increase that gap between them and AT&T and market share and market cap? It'll be interesting to see, but as I would say, time shall tell. Now going over to the culture part of the podcast, you have Dave Chappelle comments on the Middle East causes walkouts. Now, interestingly enough, I keep forgetting Dave Chappelle is actually Muslim faith-based. Now, in this particular instance, this is thanks to the DailyMail.com, which A-plus for marketing, they deliver mail on the daily, so say A-plus, makes sense. Now, they noted that this is from them saying Dave Chappelle triggered a walkout from Boston after the comedian slammed Hamas attacks, Israel's war crimes, and pro-Palestinian students who have job offers nixed. Looks like he aired his view on the conflict in the least during his performance at the TD Garden area previously on Thursday, and he quote-unquote slammed Israel over its response to the attacks by Hamas, which included over 6,000 bombs dropped on Gaza in less than a week, unquote. Now, in terms of, again, my anecdotal evidence or the rather evidence that I've seen in terms of researching this complex topic, or some people are calling it complex, apparently, I'm not sure those 6,000 bombs count the warning bombs that Israel performs, in which... I think they're akin to sandbags where it's a, a warning bomb where they, it's a bomb, but it's not lethal. It's to basically the idea is to cause thumps on the building so people know to leave. Now, that's what Ben Shapiro, Shapiro was reporting in one of his coverage about the events. So I don't know if they're classifying those as life threatening bombs when they're saying that figure right here for that particular statistic. Now, Dave Chappelle was also accused of the U.S. the, the U.S. of aiding the slaughter of innocent civilians during his show and said wartime, war crimes were taking place in Gaza. Now, it looks like, let's see here. I don't know why they keep focusing on his age. I really don't care how old Dave Chappelle is, but they keep driving it home that he's 50 years old, which, okay. Let's see here. Uh, let's see. At the end of the shoot, so they say the 50-year-old comic who made it clear that he condemned the terror attack by Hamas on October 7th went to accuse the Israeli government of killing innocent civilians as well as cutting off water and other essentials. Now, he continued to say that at the end of his show that two wrongs don't make a right. Now, let's see here. Audience member who walked out of the show took to social media to criticize Chappelle. The audience was cheering Dave Chappelle during his tirade. And this person says, I was sick. We were sick. I turned to my friend's wife and said, I think it's time to go. We walked up and met with many other Jews leaving the show. Never in my life have I felt unsafe and so fearful of what I was witnessing, unquote. Now, they claim that, again, uh, military response. I'm not sure where they're getting these particular figures at the Daily Mail, but the, the Daily Mail is reporting is that the military response by Israel to the Hamas attacks has seen more than 4,300 Palestine, Palestinians killed. That I guess I should say they do actually cite statistic source is according to the Gaza Health Ministry. 
Now, interestingly enough, I wish, again, more statistics, more data, the better. I'm not seeing them break that down in terms of are those Palestinians who are members of Hamas or are they are they conflating the two numbers? Are they? Let's see. The only delineation they do give is that they do claim that more than half of those killed by airstrikes have been women and children. Again, that is according to that same source. Now, it looks like the United Nations, which I don't know. You get this anytime a government entity wants to disarm honest, hardworking people and give the guns to the government. I'm skeptical to say the least on believing darn near anything they say. So, just my background and my, I guess, my opinion or my bias against the United Nations in that regard. Now, this is from the United Nations. The United Nations claim that 1.4 million have been displaced due to the war with more than half a million people in 147 shelters. Israel told all residents of the northern Gaza Strip to evacuate and move south, but the airstrikes have continued to hit southern Gaza. Again, this is another... So let's see here. More claims by the UN. So it'll be interesting to see what the overall feedback is in terms of... It is... I think the most unusual part is Dave Chappelle. He usually... And it's interesting they do bring up his religion quite a bit, but it's not making a joke about... So, Dave Chappelle, I think, well, obviously everyone knows he's the GOAT when it comes to comedy, but when it comes to kind of taking his opinion on specific social instances, usually makes it jokes on both sides of the political aisle. So it's interesting to see him become more politically active throughout the years. And in terms of the feedback in the comments... Now, thankfully, the Daily Mail does believe in free speech, so they actually allow people to have comments in the lower part of the article. Do you think they're happy, sad, irate, furious, bombastic, hilarious? Let's dive in and find out. Now, it looks like the first very most popular comment by number of up likes versus down likes, the most popular one is from Giggy Bob. Now, Mr. Giggy Bob says, quote, he has the right to free speech as well as others have the right to walk out and not listen. That's what having opinions and free thinking is like. Wish the, wish the liberals understood this, unquote. Which, yeah, I was going to say that I think a lot of people in the United States would probably agree with that statement. That person got 18 up likes and only two down likes. Now, the first two comments are the most down liked or down votes or ratioed, as the youth might say. The first one is from not Joe. So presumably this person is anyone but Joe. Perhaps he's a John. Or perhaps he's John Doe, Joe Doe. Nevertheless, Mr. No Joe says, quote, Dave is getting a little bit too political and needs to keep his comedy light. This isn't going to help him and he's starting to lose fans, unquote. This person got three likes, but 16 down likes. Which, yeah, I was going to say, I don't want to say Dave Chappelle's peak, but in terms of the people who like him, I think he's gotten to the point in his career where the people who like him are going to like him no matter what. And if you look at kind of the law, the 50,000 view of Dave Chappelle's career, his political activities when they are active. I mean, I think I'd like to think perhaps maybe let me know if you think differently in the comments, but I think Americans are moving away from the idea of we're going to cancel someone because of one specific statement. I think they're starting to look at their lifetime of career work and what they've done and contributed to society. So I actually don't think he's going to lose a lot of fans on this particular speech, if he continues it and this becomes like a theme, then perhaps. But in terms of keeping his comedy light, that part's ridiculous. He has some, some of his best bits, comedically speaking, are bits that people would think that some would consider are extreme. So I definitely don't think he should keep his comedy light in that regard. I mean, he's the goat for a reason. Now, the second most, actually, you could argue if it's actually worse in terms of there's less likes. Now, Mr. DX4 says, quote, whatever, he's not that funny. One person gave him an upvote. 16 gave him the downvote. So this is perhaps the most unpopular opinion in the response section thus far, which, of course, if you, if you don't think Dave Chappelle is funny, I, I don't know if you just have something missing in your DNA, you just don't know what laughter or you don't know what comedy is but you look at all this gets all the topics he's covered throughout his whole career there's got to be something that resonates with you i mean back in my day you know when i was in high school i mean 
everyone loved Dave Chappelle. He was hilarious. Every group of kids in high school, the sports balls kids, the band kids, the nerd, whatever group you want to talk about, every race, every gender, everyone loved Chappelle. He was hilarious. I mean, the number of people who would quote Dave Chappelle from his Comedy Central bits back in the day or sketches, I mean, that was a moment in history, perhaps almost akin to Beatlemania, in which the Beatles became so popular, they had a name, a time of history just named after them. So needless to say, I'm not surprised this person is the most downvoted. Although, I spoke too soon, perhaps. I found something with a couple more likes than the previous thing we just spoke about, but more downvotes. So this is from Knox Harrington. This gentleman said, quote, Dave, you're wrong this time. You're going to lose a lot of fans over this, unquote. This person got three likes, but 19 downvotes. So that... Yeah, that is act. Yeah, that is the most disliked comment in the whole responses. Which, again, you could debate all day if he's right or wrong in terms of his political opinion on this particular matter. But is he going to lose fans over this? I, I wouldn't even speculate he'd lose 1% of his fans. I mean, let me know in the comment section. Do you think... Because, again, I mean, I understand his perspective. Why not, may, while I may not agree with his perspective, he is calling to the forefront an age-old saying that I think a lot of kids, many people grew up with this saying of two wrongs don't make a right. I mean, that's a very common adage or a very common saying. I'm not saying that's appropriate for this particular circumstance. And you could, of course, in terms of militaristic tactics, you always are, I would, I think, think it would be a prudent argument actually to go into deterrence. And if you actually do allow this, it'll just continue to get worse and worse. I understand those types of arguments, but I think in terms of Dave Chappelle being controversial, let me know in the comments. Are you going to stop tuning in to Dave Chappelle now that he's discussed that particular political opinion? I think a lot of people might be annoyed because he did it on stage while he's performing a comedy show. But let me know in the comments. Be fascinating here what you have to say. Other interesting culture news. You have Tucker Carlson signing his very first advertisement deal since launching his independent reporting company. And it is for Public Square. Now, that is perhaps one of the most fastest well-known companies in terms of the, I would say, the conservative as well as the libertarian political movement or areas of culture. It's a, quite literally as it sounds, a public square in which they have is businesses putting their business out there that actually have beliefs that are core to the Americans' foundational principles back in the day when more Americans actually adhere and believe in those principles. So, subsequently, and again, I'm kicking myself. I'm a little behind schedule with the workload these days, but... This is something where I'll definitely be putting my companies on there just because, again, I think if you're turning in the first, first time, if you're a repeat listener, you may know this opinion very well or this belief that I have hold dear to my heart. I might not agree with everything you say, but I'll fight to the death for your right to say it. Which, again, that's an old foundational principle. Unfortunately, well, many Americans don't agree with it anymore. And if you look at the comments section, you'll see many people don't agree with me, but I always find it a little more entertaining and it's a little bit more just to actually allow everyone the right to have freedom of free speech. And that way the best ideas can brew to the surface, so to say. So as long as it's within my power, the comment section will always be open. Ironically enough, the only times where they're disabled is when I made a video about YouTube censorship. YouTube overrode me in the YouTube studio where they just by default kept pushing it back to disable the comments. And no matter how many times I've changed it back to allow all comments, which is what I do by default, they would just switch back in seconds. And ironically enough, the only other two times or when I was covering Bud Light, censoring people on Twitter. And then the other one was talking about, I believe, Bud Light statistics and their sales. So interesting in terms of what YouTube is choosing to censor. Now, going back to Tucker Carlson, where another business blunder of the year, Fox News firing Tucker Carlson. And every day on his independent Twitter, he's getting more views than he ever got on Fox News. And on Fox, he was the top personality. He's the top person there. People tuned into his show far greater than any other shows remaining on Fox. Allegedly, they still have some entertainment on Fox. I wouldn't know. I've, I'm just kidding. I was going to say, I always check all media sources because I want to get their opinion and kind of learn the perspective of different people covering the same topic. So I still recommend you check out as many news resources as possible. But in terms of Fox News business and acumen, that was a business planner to fire their top talent because there are a lot of people who exclusively watch Fox News because of him. And they've all followed him to the new platform. Now, we also talk about how Fox News has become more morally vacuous throughout the years in terms of 
pretending to be one thing but not really being that thing. That's another topic for another time, perhaps. Now, it looks like the agreement with the Public Square app may will be beginning in November and starting through the 2024 election. So it looks like it's a, a couple fiscal quarters. So it's a pretty good one. Now the agreement is worth at least $1 million. That is really impressive. And they, this is according to the, the app's CEO, Michael Servert. Now the preliminary details of the agreement between Carlson's new media company and Public Square were first reported by CNBC in July, just days before Public Square was to set go public on New York Stock Exchange. And Carlson's new company is named Last Country, according to the Wall Street Journal. So that's a pretty interesting name. People are buying green pay attention. They're talking about how that's going to be a big boost to the app. So this is from the CEO of Public Square saying, quote, Tucker is going to speak very candidly of the importance of patriarch small businesses. And if viewers want to support it, go to the Public Square, unquote. I love how CNBC, it's fascinating to hear and see how different media companies will frame certain things by using different words. And I love how this one says, Carlson show, and this is a quote from CNBC, quote, Carlson's show had reportedly landed millions of views since launching earlier this year after his acrimonious departure from Fox News. The show is featured interview, okay. but it's like, oh yeah, it's reportedly gotten all these views. Like, I mean, perhaps they're attempting to make a delineation between views or impressions, but it's not, not reportedly, just go to his profile, take 18 seconds to see the views. I mean, just one episode gets more hundreds of hundreds of millions of views. It's ridiculously popular. It's very impressive. So it'll be interesting to see. Let's see here. There's a couple more quotes from people in Tucker's company, kind of giving accolades to the public square. And I think, yeah, November 1st, with the expectation that Apple have 400,000 products on their shop. So it looks like they're gonna be launching e-commerce as well. And as we see, from a cultural perspective, more and more businesses are starting to get involved in politics and more and more people are starting to seek out companies that believe in the same things they believe in. It'll be interesting to see if the economy in the United States kind of continues to divide with shoppers going to different stores based on their political affiliations and religious and their other faith belie other beliefs. Or do you think this trend will be kind of short and at the end of the day, everyone will go to Big Box Mart or their you know major stores to buy other stuff? Be fascinating to see, but as I always say, time shall tell. Now, going over to the political part of the podcast, you have Vivek interviewing Alex Jones and going viral, getting 1.4 million views in a mere 12 hours. The most censored man alive, which the fact that they haven't made a parody of the Dos Equis guy being the most interesting man in the world, where Alex Jones perhaps has an off-brand Dos Equis and they say the most censored man in the world. The fact that that parody doesn't exist is beyond me. It's just... I mean, it is. it's right there. How, how do they possibly miss that? Perhaps I just need to get, I need to start doing some comedic sketches and add that to the show. Let me in the comments if you think that'd be interesting or comedic commercials. I thought that might be a fun thing to do. I can't fathom how it'd be productive in terms of growing the businesses, but nevertheless, I think it'd be perhaps hilariously entertaining if we had like a parody commercial about the show. It'll be interesting. Let me know what you have to say. Now, this is coming from Vivek Ramaswamy. This is episode six of his interview that he launched. And again, he says, you know, simply episode six, Alex Jones, most censored man in the world. Now, I know it's about an hour long. We'll probably play the first 10 minutes, kind of give you a sneak peek of it. And I was gonna say, if you know a good picture-in-picture -picture software technology for production, I really appreciate it. Currently using open source OBS, and I'm trying to find a solution that is very intuitive and easy to use. And I've tried a couple of different brands throughout the past couple months, but I keep having issues with the camera actually working in tandem with the screen I want to share. It seems to be either the camera just doesn't like it. I don't know if the camera needs new drivers again or what's going on with this. It's a HyperKit, the Razer Hype, uh, Kaizen 4K USB camera. So if you have suggestions, I would greatly appreciate it because I do want to make the show better for everyone. I know that's something in the comments that I've noticed people would like to see. But without further ado, I'll go ahead and I'll start the little interview. When they censor you and deplatform you, they can then steal your identity 
and misrepresent what you've said and done and then build a straw man and transferring the power themselves. That's the new world order. That's global. But it's actually the old world order. It is, you're right. It's really just the old world order in new world clothing. Don't let anybody hold you back. Amen. Just do it. Presidential candidate, Vivek Ramaswamy, a Republican running for president, should not be apologetic to stand up and speak for the truth. Let's talk truth. I'm talking today to somebody who I'm meeting for the first time. I met him a few minutes ago for the first time. I actually don't know a lot about him. The number one thing I know about him is that everybody has told me not to talk to him, which is what made me want to actually sit down and talk to him. The United States of America were founded on free speech and open debate. It's in the First Amendment for a reason. And so, you know what? It's wrong that we've become a culture that wants to censor free speech and open debate. And I think that part of the American way of life is we don't just embrace moderate ideals. That is an extreme idea. The idea that you get to speak your mind as long as I get to in return. That's a wild idea. For most of human history, it was done the other way. And that's what makes America great. That's what makes America itself. And so if somebody tells me, don't listen to this person, my reaction is, you know what? I'm going to listen to him. I'm going to keep an open mind and hear what every person has to say because I'm a human being. Each of us as Americans is a human being. We can judge for ourselves what we believe the actual right way forward is for our country. So with that said, I'm, I've been looking forward to this conversation for a long time. I'm excited about it. Alex Jones, it's good to see you, man. Vivek, thanks for doing this because when they censor you and deplatform you, they can then steal your identity and misrepresent what you've said and done and then build a straw man. Yeah. And, and that's why they fight so hard. 99% of the things they say about me aren't true. They never show a clip. They just say I've done these things I haven't done. Yeah. And it, it reminds me of them saying that Trump said after uh, the thing that happened uh, in Virginia, in Charlottesville, that he said Hispanics are horrible criminals, bad people. Well, he didn't say that. He said they're wonderful, good people, but there are also a lot of bad people coming across the border. They wouldn't show the clip. They would just say he said that. But he had a big enough bully pulpit to override that, and so it doubled the number of Hispanics when he first got elected towards the end of his uh, yeah. uh, 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 first term who understood that, that, that it was a lie and they then embraced him because of that, but that was because he could show them the actual clip and show them that, that there had been a lie. I'm not as big as Trump. I'm probably like 5% of the pull he's got. And so I have been successfully in many ways uh, d destroyed. I mean, they built another Alex Jones that's not me, and that's why they say don't ever interview Alex Jones because they're going to hear something that probably most people are going to agree with. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's interesting. I think that I mean, I wouldn't be here if it weren't for the fact that, you know, somebody came up, I don't know if it was someone from your team or someone who's part of your, you know, one of your followers or something suggested it. And I said, okay, well, several people are saying, suggest to talk to this guy. Let's see if that's something we're open to. And then the reaction that I get is, no, 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 no. This is a guy you don't want to talk to. It's going to be politically toxic for you. And my view is, no, 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 we're the United States of America. So I have no idea if I'm going to agree with everything you're going to say or not but well i mean here's your comeback I'm about this yeah here's your comeback lester holt last week did a really important interview or two weeks ago with the ayatollah uh, Khomeini, the, <laughs> the, the the leader of iran now that guy is praising the attacks on israel it's terrible i think he's a bad guy yeah Khomeini's not a good guy doesn't mean i want world war three with, with them either and hezbollah Amen. who's got sleeper cells in america and our open border but that said everybody doesn't attack lester holt interviewing the leader of iran the yeah. the, the the religious dictator Okay, so uh, you see Hamas publishing videos of kidnapping Israelis, killing Israelis, dead bodies, whole houses shot up with dead families. That's posted on Twitter. That's okay. Uh, I actually think that's, I mean, I guess free speech, as long as it has an advisory on it. The kids don't see it. Okay, it's horrible. First Amendment, I don't agree with it, but I understand it needs to be shown. That's where I'm at. Is free yeah. speech and open so, debate. So I haven't killed anybody. Away. I'm not storming Israeli towns and murdering <laughs> people in mass or coming on you know, powered hang gliders, slaughtering people. But they don't want this to be heard because when I see your message, and I'm not kissing your ass, it's just true, you are the most informed, and that leads us to attack you, which is true, geopolitically, you name it, compared to anybody I've ever basically interviewed. And Tucker Carlson's super smart. 
uh, and I would say has more charisma, but he, I mean, he's a close second. Your grasp, because I see the random questions you're asked, of just a wide spectrum of things is amazing. And your understanding that America, the idea of a free market competitive culture is something the globalists can't have because they have a competing corporate uh, oligarchy or, 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 or tyranny and, and, it's, and cashless society, social credit score they're setting up with the ESGs. Right. And that's the potential of America is so powerful because people aspire to that. America has to be wiped out with political correctness and all the rest of it so that the whole world can be leveled down to one giant third world population that BlackRock and the mega corporations can exploit and control and, quote, control our behavior, as Larry Fink said. So congratulations on the work you've done. Uh, The number one candidate I support is Donald Trump. If something happened to him, I would support you uh, for president. A little awkward, but honest. And I'm very, very impressed. A lot of people say, well, five years ago, his views were, were a little bit different. Well, so were mine. And, and so people say, well, he wasn't perfect in the past. Well, I'm not perfect today. We have to be ready as the world awakens to the real political system for to have converts to liberty and freedom and Americana. And, and, and so the fact that you are a leading light, really promoting the truth, is amazing. And the few people that criticize you saying, well, you know, he, you know, he just showed up on the scene. Well, that's... That, 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 that's what happens with innovation and ideas. Of course, you didn't just show up on the scene, but exploded on the national scene. And so I really appreciate your campaign. I think it's the best thing out there. When you watch these Republican debates, they're unwatchable except for you. My listeners all agree. Uh, the, 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 the crew all agrees that you, why don't we just have you up there for two hours instead? Because there's nothing but talking points and canned garbage from the rest of them. Because I can tell you run your campaign. All the rest of these people are told what to say. That's probably that's one of the most boring, cliche, annoying things that comes to presidential debates and nominee debates. For Republicans and Democrats, a lot of them just have the same canned responses to the same hot topics we've debated for decades. And of course, there's just always the cliche, we need to get America back to work. Which, yes, it's, a, it's one of those things where no one's going to disagree with that. But then they never explain, oh yeah, here, here's my game plan. Here's the six bullet points that we need to do in order to accomplish that goal. Which... I think a lot of people appreciate Vivek, or however, if you pronounce Vivek. Although, the best name he ever had, I think, was when he was in college with his rap persona, Davek. The fact that he doesn't have some swag, like mugs and, you know, t-shirts with that, with a caricature of him rapping, is beyond me. That's just, that seems like marketing brilliance that could easily raise hundreds of dollars, if not perhaps a thousand. And, and, and they're looking at polls and numbers, and it's, it's, it's synthetic with you, it's real. They're puppets, and that's not even their fault, actually. I've realized, at first I would think I'm running against these other candidates. They're puppets of a broken, super PAC puppet master system, and that's just the state of American politics today. And my view is, you know, if you look at some of the stuff that I've written in my books, my first, you know, book, Woke Inc., even years ago, I agree with 90, still 99% of what I said, but I've moved a little bit. And that's good. We're human beings. That's why I'm having this conversation. That's why people listen to contrary voices is we're human beings, not partisan hacks. Well, exactly. The world's got to respond to information and think about it and evolve our views. That's what it means to be a thinking human being, at least to me. Well, and the globalists have come out in the open. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was talking to Tucker Carlson just the other day when visited him in Maine and we did some hunting and stuff and... He was like, man, I'm more radical than you now. We were sitting there talking because <laughs> the world, it, it's out in the open. The globalists have taken the mask off. Yeah. So I know you've been a pro-freedom of speech, liberty guy yeah. for a decade or more. All I'm saying is what you say is dead on. I mean, I sit there and I watch it and I go, gosh, I wish I could nail it. And I'm not kissing your ass. It's true. I appreciate nail it. Nail it, nail it, nail it. And regardless of what happens, we need people like you uh, you know, at, at the top of government that actually know the subjects and aren't just getting talking points from the donor class. Yeah. So so let's just, since we're meeting for the first time, just a few minutes, I mean, your audience is probably very well familiar with this, but in your own words, it's just to hear it without, I didn't Google any of this beforehand, et cetera, I don't want to be biased. What's your journey to the views that you have now? I mean, what gets you going in terms of your mission? You're clearly passionate guy, want to revive the essence of our founding ideals of the free exchange of ideas, not be controlled in a way that impedes the sovereignty of the United States. I know these topics animate you, but what personally got you to that place right now? I had a lot of family uh, that worked uh, in the sharp end of the stick in U.S. intelligence, and they never really told me any of the classified or secret stuff. But like my uncle was high-level, Iran-Contra, and a bunch of other stuff. 
And oh, really? So I would have never guessed that. You, your what, parents or uncles? Just or a lot of people, yeah. Okay, a lot of people in your family were in U.S. intelligence. Well, I mean, back during the 70s, 80s and stuff, before they went from Humet to electronic intelligence, there was a mobilization of the population against the Russians and others. Yeah. And, and, and so, yeah, I mean, I had a lot of family. If I went to a family reunion, it was like a soldier of fortune convention. And, uh, <laughs> and, 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 and they would just talk about what the government was doing, what was going on. They were patriots. But yeah. Just like we see all these whistleblowers now in the government, uh, they didn't like what was happening. So it's not that the government's our enemy, it's that criminals at the top have, have basically captured it. So when you're a child growing up hearing all this, I, I just kind of absorbed it. I wasn't even really listening to it until later I realized how true it was. And then I started to go to college a little bit, but I was already very successful in business by the time I was like 19 as a salesman. Uh, and boom, uh, I saw really this anti-American uh, race-based brainwashing that we see out in the open now that was going on you know, here in Austin on the college campuses. And so I decided. And when well, was this? Just so we track. Uh, this time. is in about 1993. Okay. And I've been on air since 1994. So that's kind of the first 10 minutes. I was going to say you could obviously go online and listen to the whole thing, which I highly recommend because I think it's one of the best interviews. Now, in terms of the comics section, it's a little. I was going to say it's been a couple more hours, and now it's actually up to two million views. Which I was going to say I would not be. I wouldn't be surprised given the audience and the interest that people have in Alex Jones. If this is going to become the top thing Vivek has tweeted about in the past 12 months. Now, of the 12 million views, how many do you think are positive, negative, or perhaps just laugh out loud? Let's dive in and find out. Let's see. Advertisements, okay. Someone by the name of Winters says, quote, it would be the greatest upset ever, Alex Jones for House Speaker, unquote, got 140 likes, which, yes, that, for entertainment alone, I'm surprised that idea has not been floated throughout DC. Now, granted, DC and doing something interesting or even intelligent are perhaps one of the most rarest instances in terms of their acts, so I'm not surprised, but that would certainly get some eyes moving or get some attention. It would actually get... Shoot, you could probably get Americans a lot more interested in politics as well. You also have someone by the name of Kagan Looking Last saying, quote, prediction, the post by Vivek will either be will either meet or exceed the view count by Tucker and or Trump. People want to hear from Alex Jones no matter the content text, rather or not they agree or disagree. He gets the views. This will be one of Vivek's most viewed posts ever. Unquote. And he got 162 likes, which I think it turns out he is right. Got a couple contrarian. You got someone by the name of Daniel Crockett saying, quote, Vivek, this guy is a bridge too far, unquote, getting 51 likes. Somebody named right under him, Evan Isoman Saved, saying, quote, free Alex Jones, unquote, getting 56 likes. One of the top ones comes from Inversionism saying, quote, did not expect this. Alex should be unbanned. Good for you for being willing to talk to anyone, unquote, First got 403 likes out of 10,000 views. And when it comes to freedom of speech, this is a great litmus test because, again, if you actually have friends or you're meeting people for the first time, perhaps an interesting, awkward question, but when it gets to the substance of getting to know their personality and their convictions, great question is, do you think Alex Jones should be allowed on social media? And many people will probably pontificate, acquiesce from the question perhaps, but it's a good litmus test because you'll find out if they believe in free speech or not. Because... Again, the most important speech is the one that isn't popular. Someone that actually needs defending. No one, there's no one that needs freedom of speech to say something like, they like high fructose corn syrup in a can. Millions of Americans enjoy those beverages. That's not really controversial. No one's ever going to try to censor that free speech. It's the unpopular opinions that is a free that, speech that needs the most protection. And Alex Jones is a great litmus test. And again, while I might not agree with many of the things he has to, this, that he says, I believe he has the right to say them. Let's see here. Going down. Somebody named Gypsy says, quote, this probably works against you rather than for you, unquote, getting 140 likes. Somebody named Land, Land to Love saying, quote, Vivek's the real deal. I don't care what everyone anyone says. And Alex Jones is, was, and always will be one of the most well-informed men in all media, period. He reportedly accurately rated 
accuracy rate far exceeds anything from any mainstream Mockingbird propaganda outlet could ever dream of, unquote, getting 207 likes despite the grammar issues. Some by the name of Henry Facey saying, quote, talking to Alex Jones, believe it or not, is one of the biggest feathers in your cap by far. I'm definitely a bit impressed. It is ironic how many want Alex shut down and censored, but you'll actually talk to him. Big props to you, Vivek. Seriously, unquote, getting 218 likes. Let's see here. A lot of people saying how wild and unusual this is. Many comments saying free Alex Jones. Mr. Dr. Vox Achilles saying, quote, this is pretty incredible. Thank you for your relic for being relentlessly based, unquote, getting 148 likes. And social media points for using the youthful term based. Let's see here. Wes Anderson said, quote, very impressive that you made your own decision on who you want to listen to. Vivek, I wish other candidate leaders listen, our current leaders listen to others, unquote, getting 33, yeah, 33 likes. Again, I'm not a doctor, but perhaps fixing my stutter could be accomplished by clicking the subscribe button. There, there. It's around here somewhere. On the screen. On the, so, somewhere on your phone, more likely. Or maybe your desktop if you're watching a computer. But nevertheless, it could be a cure. We don't know yet. Time shall tell. Going back to the comments, a lot of people are just saying awesome, getting 40 to 50 likes. So it looks like, well, you do have a couple contrarians, a couple of people who are disagreeing with that. It looks like overall, Overwhelming support. Now, it'll be interesting. Again, this is a huge lightning rod in terms of there are people who believe Alex Jones should continue to be completely ostracized by social media and society. But there are a lot of people, I think, politically speaking, in the middle. And again, if you're playing politics or one, you know, moving on the chessboard, you have to win over those mill. I mean, you'll have people on the left and the right. No matter who's running, they'll vote for that party just based on that silly letter based next to the person's name, which is extremely imprudent if you're a Republican or someone who wants to vote Republican because... There are a lot of rhinos or Republican in name only where, sure, it's got an R next to their name, but they voted against pretty much everything Republican Party stand for. So, again, Republican voters need to do a little bit more research, I think, just because that those candidates tend to flip more often than not, or many often cases. Case in point, why is the NFA, the 1934 National Firearms Act, still in place? Come on, Republicans, get on that Second Amendment you claim to be defending so often. I want to get some results someday. That'd be nice. But... Nevertheless, I think this will help Vivek in his aspirations to become president, win the Republican nominee, perhaps. Because, again, there are a lot of people who believe in free speech, and this is a brilliant way, politically speaking, to capture that market. Because, again, the people who truly believe in free speech, they believe Alex Jones does have the right to share his opinions, while they may not agree with them. And a lot of people see how there are a lot of things moving in the background and the foreground to move against free speech. So let me in the comments, do you think this will help Vivek or will it hinder him more than help? I'll be interested to see, but as I always say, time shall tell. Other interesting political news, you have the UAW strike expands to General Motors' largest, most profitable plant as 5,000 workers walk off. Mm, that's not so good. Although, great for them, they actually get $500 per week to strike, which Again, they're actually getting, finally getting some value for paying those UAW dues throughout the years where most of the dues usually go to, you know, politicians, which is hilariously ironic. They elected politicians who want to ban internal combustion engines, which for the UAW, they represent the big three, Ford, GM, Chrysler, now Stellantis. That's their largest, most successful product. And also those politicians called inflation. Caused inflation? Again, click the subscribe button. It might fix the stuttering. I'm not sure yet, though. It's right here somewhere. But nevertheless, hilariously ironic what they've inadvertently caused or perhaps unintentionally caused. Now, it looks like specifically about 5,000 workers are walking off that plant in Arlington, Texas. And again, that's where they make their most profitable, important products, also known as the internal combustion engines for the SUVs, as well as another plant will do the trucks. In this particular case, this plant makes the Chevy Tahoe and Suburban, the GMC Yukon, and the Cadillac Escalade, which... Yeah, spoiler alert, if you're not big into automotive community, it's all about the same damn thing. They do have different pieces of plastic and emblems glued, or perhaps nowadays double-sided tape. If you're budget-friendly, they can buy that. Although, based on the reliability, perhaps not. But nevertheless, they just have different logos plastered on them. And with the Cadillac, they usually include a little bit extra pieces of technology. But yeah, same, you know, save some subframes, same core components. 
which of course, if you're from General Motors, there's a lot of cost savings and that's one of the reasons Cadillac is so profitable, especially the Escalade. I mean, it's basically this, the Chevy Tahoe and the Suburban just tricked out, as youth might say. Now, this is coming after GM is also, let's see here, said, let's see, GM is saying they're losing about $200 million during the first two weeks of the strike and the average of $200 million per week after. And this according to CNN Business, they say that the Arlington, going on, Arlington Texas plant going on strike, those weekly losses are likely to jump more than 50%. Now, of course, GM said there's no reason for the expansion of the strike. And when asked for comment, they said, quote, we are disappointed by the escalation of this unnecessary and irresponsible strike. It is harming our team members who are sacrificing their livelihoods to have negative ripples affect their dealers, suppliers, and communities that rely on us. Last week, we provided a comprehensive offer to the UAW that increased the already substantial and historic offers. Now, GM has already offered the contract increase of pay of 23%, which again, name one job you've had in your career where you have that big of a percent increase of wages. It's ridiculously good if you ask me. Lord knows I haven't gotten that type of early in my career when I worked for someone else. I never had those types of drastic increases. Now, of course, the UAW president is pushing for more strikes because, again, brilliant in terms of, you know, you always want, or they, you know, there's an age-old mob movie called Key Largo. It's got Humphrey Bogart, brilliant movie. It also has Edward G. Robinson as the main antagonist. But one of the most prolific moments in the movie when you, um, you have, he's talking to the gangster who's played by the gentleman I just mentioned. He says, Rocco, which is the name of the character in the movie, Humphrey Bogart, the actor says, someday you're going to have to teach me. He goes, teach you what? And he goes, how to squeeze blood from a rock. Which, again, these companies, they're making profit, but they're reinvesting these profits into their EV transformation, which the government is forcing them to do, which the UAW voted for the government to force them to do that, which is hilariously ironic. Now, it'll be interesting to see, again, this is their key core plant at what point does GM just say, oh, we're going to hire Band-Aids, which some pejoratively call scabs or non-unionized workers? Because again, it's one of those precarious situations where, I mean, name one time when the relations were good. Was it the 1940s, 30s? I mean, it's one of those instances where GM, Ford, Chrysler, they were called the big three for a reason. They used to have the dominant market share. They used to be the bee's knees, as the youth might say. Well, not the youth, the retirement home folks, but nevertheless, it's a cool term that I'll continue to use and bring it back, some might say. But they had enormous profits because there's very little competition. They also made a bulletproof reliable vehicle. Gone are those days. You have many other competitors who have lower price points and more reliable products, aka Toyota and Honda in particular. And of course, Tesla, which you could argue give you the reliability because Tesla is an EV vehicle. And will it last 20 years? Hell no, which is why personally I drive a vehicle with three pedals and an internal combustion engine also known as a manual transmission, also known as the best experience you'll ever have in a vehicle, and how every vehicle should be by default. But nevertheless, it'll be interesting to see the most profitable plant, what is GM going to do? Because they like, it can only give so much before, I mean, it's just going to put them out of business and bankrupt them yet again. And it comes to GM, they have a lot of experience in bankruptcies. They've gone bankrupt, I believe, three times now, since Billy Durant founded the company when he combined a Buick and Oldsmobile all those years ago. The first bankruptcy, again, uh, the economy, it's not a single variable analysis, but one of the times when bankrupt, I believe it was the Great Depression, then Billy Durant, the founder of GM, actually teamed up with a Lewis, uh, French race car driver by the name of Lewis Chevrolet. They ended up, ended up growing Chevrolet and selling consumer products to the point where he could buy his company back. Sad story, by the time he passed away, he lost the company again. And then in 2009, GM went bankrupt again, this time in part because of the huge, enormous cost of the UAW. And they want a lot of the benefits that they had back in the day. They want they want them back. Which again, GM has a lot of things working against them. Same with Ford and Chrysler when it comes to trying to compete against Tesla. They also have the dealership model too. Which again, that's a huge number of costs. A lot of people are complaining about vehicles being marked up 200%. Well, that's a separate business entity known as the dealership. GM doesn't care or they don't actually get, they don't see any of the upside of that. That money all goes to the individual franchised owned dealership. They're basically just paying GM a license agreement to use the logo and represent the brand. So it'll be interesting to see you know, how things go from here, but as far as the outlook for, and again, there's rumors, oh yeah, they got offers going back and forth, the strike might end in two minutes. And maybe I'm wrong, but just based on the politics of Sean Fain, why they are elected, what the union members want, 
and how many of them voted for the strike and believe in the strike and many of them want to expand the strike to all plants I don't see the situation resolving anytime soon and certainly anytime it's going to be beneficial for the shareholders of General Motors the people who want to purchase the vehicles and the retirees who depend on General Motors dividends it'll be interesting let me in the comments but as I always say time shall tell now going on to the business blunder of the day you have Panera Bread survey lawsuit from an energy drink causing an alleged death now unfortunately someone did pass away now this is coming from someone who has served their quote-unquote charged lemonade energy drink and allegedly caused the death of a 21 year old now this is from cnn business and they say a 20 year old woman with a heart condition is passed away after consuming a heavily caffeinated energy drink at panera bread that she may have believed was a regular lemonade her parents alleged a wrongful death in the suit against the restaurant chain now this is coming from 2022 after drinking a charged lemonade quote unquote sarah katz experienced a cardiac arrest while at the restaurant with friends and died after being transported to the hospital and suffering a second cardiac arrest according to a lawsuit which was filed morning in philadelphia now katz parents are seeking compensatory and punitive damages and this is what the parent this is a quote from the parents saying quote we are very sad to learn that this morning about the tragic passing of sarah katz and our hearts go out to her family unquote well strike that that was actually the panera now they continue to say quote and this is from panera again at panera we strongly believe in transparency around our ingredients we will work quickly to thoroughly investigate this matter unquote now an autopsy that was obtained by cnn they know that the medical examiner cites case cause of death as the cardiac arrhythmia due to long qt syndrome also known as lg L, lqts now lqts is a disorder that may cause fast and irregular heartbeats that can be life-threatening according to the mayo clinic although disclaimer it has nothing to do with the mayo you and i well i don't but some people may eat at the stores some people might also say they're just as equally qualified in terms of the material but nevertheless it's a different mayo clinic it's nothing to do with the actual food or derivative of food i debate what's really in those things but nevertheless they noted they continue to say that most energy drinks have a myriad of chemicals and minerals you can't pronounce and panera's charged lemonade includes sugar caffeine coffee extract and garot i always i've read about this ingredient for years and yet the pronunciation still eludes me uh garana gariana nevertheless garana extract which are both sources of caffeine and health professionals warn youngsters not to drink it because obviously it could possibly kill you if you drink copious amounts of caffeine now they claim that cats was quote reasonably confident in the traditional lemonade and or electrolyte sports drink containing a reasonable amount of caffeine of safe to her as an energy drink the lawsuit says now they claim that panera has misled consumers by not properly labeling charged lemonade as a energy drink in stores which again my stuttering it may or may not be cured by clicking the subscribe button there 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 somewhere but perhaps it could be and maybe we could send the results to the mail clinic and as, as possible cure you never know but i'm just saying it might not be worth it might just be worth trying Nevertheless, back to the article. Now, they claim that, quote, instead defends market advertising sell, sell Panera charged lemonade as a product that is plant-based and clean with as much caffeine as our dark roast coffee, the lawsuit says. However, in most stores, Panera does, quote, not specify what size of a Panera dark roast coffee is akin to a Panera charged lemonade, making the comparison vague and unhelpful. Now, online, Panera says that its charged lemonade is comparable amount of caffeine to a dark roast, a large size, or comes in a 36 or 30 ounce cup and contains about 300 milligrams of caffeine so it'll be interesting to see what the result of the lawsuit is but it's one of those things where it's a terrible situation obviously because i call it someone's life was ended i was gonna say prematurely i'm not sure i actually i'm not sure if that's accurate given the nature of the particular disease or the ailment that she suffered from but it is sad that someone did pass away now in court it'll be interesting to see how they argue how does the average person interpret charged lemonade which again my three cents when it comes to what i would think if i heard charged lemonade i would assume it has a copious amount of something and i would assume caffeine based on industry trends on energy drinks and other similar products that had cat they have the caffeine in it now it 
It'll be interesting. Let me know in the comments. Do you think this is a frivolous lawsuit akin to some perhaps comparing it to the McDonald's lawsuit where it was the coffee, which in actuality, that was actually a misinterpretation of the court ruling. It was one of those negligence in which the coffee was literally boiled beyond industry average so that basically they make the coffee last longer and you don't taste how bad it is because it's so hot. So there's a little bit more nuance in that particular case, but nevertheless, it's a very common case, culturally speaking, that people compare to when it comes to the topic of frivolous lawsuits, even though it might not be accurate. Now, in this particular case, do you consider this a frivolous lawsuit? I mean, you're going to Panera Bread, which I was going to say it's basically just sugar and gluten, but nevertheless, people think it's a healthy option and you hear charged lemonade, do you think electrolytes or do you think caffeine? That is going to be an interesting topic, but it is sad. And of course, when it comes to food and drink in the United States, you always have to have copious amounts of warning labels everywhere. And the business plan of the day is the fact that they didn't have a cliche warning label the size of Massachusetts, oh no, the size of Texas, perhaps a better metaphor, somewhere on the cup saying this has lots of caffeine. So it'll be interesting to see. It is very unfortunate that someone passed away from the situation, but the fact that Panera didn't have a little warning already by default, I can't really think that's the business blunder of the day. Thank you everyone again for taking the time to tune in. And again, we're trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of October. So if you click that button, I'd greatly appreciate it. Also, comments help me grow up the channel and actually make the content better and better. So if you have any suggestions, particularly for picture-in-picture -picture software production, I'd appreciate that capability and that feedback as well. Lastly, don't forget to take the time to Tell your family, tell your friends, tell your coworkers, heck, tell your enemies, tell anyone and everyone, just stay safe and fight the good fight.